Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. We have an amazing guest this week. She's a fabulously successful young woman, but it didn't come without challenge. Our guest this week is Christina Saporis, a 33-year-old serial entrepreneur. She's based in Massachusetts, and she launched her first company at the age of 25. She graduated from Stetson University, with a bachelor's degree in communications and started working in event management in New York. And then she moved to Boston where she launched her first product, which was a ready to drink iced tea beverage called Zeus. Her beverage was picked up in several national retailers. She was a top finalist in the Mass Challenge class of 2015 and a finalist in Under Armour's Cupid Cup startup competition, where she pitched her drink to 3,000 people, including Damon John of Shark Tank, Karen Katz of CEO of Neiman Marcus, and Kevin Plank, the founder of Under Armour. Then she started a network for women, the Boston Women's Business Group, which now has over 16,000 members. She doesn't stop there. Christina's most recent success is in her brand of beauty products, Moroccan Magic, an organic argan and essential oil lip balms. Ladies, she's in 10,000 stores today and she will be in 25,000 stores in the fall. I call that massive success. She's also a published author, a Huffington Post contributor, and she's an expert on building brand professionally and personally. Christina, welcome and thank you so much because I know, girl, you've got some hot appointments this afternoon (laughs) selling more of that fabulous product of yours. But you know what I love about you is your authenticity. You're very open that all of this success did not come without challenge. So let's dial back a little bit to you. You reference in many interviews about when you were a student, mm-hmm. what happened there? I guess for most of my life, school was always a challenge. It's probably not until second grade that you get put in separate groups if you're in a lower reading group and then things start to come up if you're not performing well on tests. Um, So the school system as it is today, unfortunately, it still creates separation within your classroom. So I was a student with learning disabilities, um, was not on the same level as some of my peers, some of my best friends. So at a young level, I felt that I was different and it wasn't necessarily a good difference and it was very challenging. And I definitely had a hard time navigating through school, you know, up until my graduation of college, really. 
Now, I've experienced that same thing as a child. I was in remedial reading Mm -hmm. when I was in the fourth and fifth grade. And I felt like I was being singled out as being stupid. And I wasn't. It was just that I was I was challenged. Mm -hmm. But it, it can set such a negative imprint, you know, as we're growing older. Uh, and that stuck with me for a long time. Now you're a published author and I'm a published author. So we know that we didn't really have issues. It's just, it was developmental. So do you think that women that are very creative, that think out of the box, cause you're an out of the box thinker, sometimes we don't follow that traditional educational path. Exactly. I think that's, you know, it, it came to a point where in high school, I was like, I knew I was different in more ways than just how I was performing on tests. It was how I was thinking of things. It's how I was problem solving. And I started doing a lot of research and just reading up on other people I looked up to from, you know, Oprah to the Shark Tank stars to all of these successful entrepreneurs. And most of them had very similar backgrounds, difficult in school, a different way of thinking, honestly, a hard time working for other employers, um, just wanting to do things differently and, and not really, how do they, what's that saying that you feel like you're a round peg, um, trying to square. Exactly. So that's, that's kind of how I felt through school, through when I was working, uh, with, you know, for other employers as well. So it, it was definitely a challenge, but I kind of had to redefine that for myself and what it meant. Now, you started doing research when you were in high school. So what inspired you to do that? I mean, here you are a kid in high school and you, and you recognize that you don't process the way other people do. And you said you, you looked at, at, at doing things differently. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. So, you know, and I share this publicly a lot. So my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I kind of hit a rock bottom personally. So my family didn't really know how to navigate how different I was. My sister was more traditional, my older sister. So they were like, what's happening with her? (laughs) Um, And, you know, my teachers and, and that sort of thing. So I was very rebellious. I was not hanging out with the best people. I wasn't feeling that good about myself. I wasn't sure, you know, what is my self-worth? What's my purpose here? So I started doing research um, just to, you know, make sense of it all, really. And I think in life in general, when you hit those lows or you hit those breaking points, that's when you learn the most about yourself. That's when you will take the time and extra effort to go find the things that will work for you, that will make sense of it all. So, you know, 20 years later, it's a blessing in disguise. And I'm glad that I found that self-help personal path at a very young age, which I see some women only starting to do in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. So I'm very thankful for all of it in the end. So when did you start to recognize that you were putting all the pieces of the puzzle in the right places? When did you get that sense of, of self-assurance that these ideas, the, this, this creativity that you had started to make sense and you could really do something with it? Well, I transferred colleges from, Stet- I went to Stetson University in Florida, but my first year I was at Johnson & Wales in Providence, Rhode Island, frankly, because it was an easier school to get into and I didn't test well and they didn't look at SAT scores. So, um, 
socially, it was a challenge. I didn't enjoy being there, but a, a person, I'm sorry, a counselor at school taught me about the philosophy of law of attraction. So that could be a whole nother interview. It's a, a philosophy I'm very passionate about, but it's basically you can trick your mind into thinking anything that you want, no matter what your circumstances are. So you can be in poverty, you can be depressed, and you can learn how to train your thoughts into thinking that you have everything that you want, that you're in a better place. And then you are, you start to bring those things into your life. So I really changed um, my life from being depressed and having anxiety and not doing well to thriving within a few months. And I was really baffled by how powerful it was. Now I'm an avid, avid law of attraction fan. I've been a, a massive fan of Esther Hicks for years and Joe Vitale and so many of the others. So what those most successful, happy women are <laughs> and men. <laughs> absolutely. So what steps did you take to trick your mind to start to manifest that success that you talked about, that sudden change? So it's really identifying and being very clear first with what you do not want. So it's great to jump in and experiencing everything, including failure, which I'm sure we'll talk about more. I've been through plenty of it myself. But that, in those moments, it gives you that clarity of exactly what you do want and what's not fulfilling you. So I, you know, I took the time to write it down in a story form. I write it down in my journal. I had it in the notes section of my phone where I'm just reminding myself constantly, what are you focused on? What do you want to bring into your life? Um, you know, it's, it's very, I guess, you know, some people say it can be lazy just to go to a negative thought and it does take time and training to actually push those negative thoughts out of your mind and focus on good ones instead that are supporting you. Um, but there's, you know, I read books and podcasts weren't a thing at the time, but YouTube and um, I just, it was everything. It was the thing I felt most passionate about. Um, you know, I'd never really been too religious growing up. And this is something that it just made me want to get out of the bed in the morning and learn more about. So what was your first project? The very first thing that you attempted to create, you know, a feeling of success in your life? I would say wedding planning. That's how I started the first few years of my career. I, you know, I believed that I was going to get the dream job that I was looking for. So I opened up New York Magazine with little to no experience applied to all of the top firms. It just so happens that one of them was having a huge wedding. Um, I know a lot of people know the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. So it was one of their family members who was hosting a huge wedding the event planner had fallen sick, so they asked me to step up and manage it. And right after that experience, they hired me. I moved to New York two, two days, I'm sorry, two weeks later, and you know, didn't know what my who my roommate would be or where I would live and just made it happen. So I saw how powerful it was when you really ask the universe or just you know put it on paper asking for what you want. Um, so life just became really fun and, and it was more about creation rather than worrying about what's going to happen. If, if you have that belief that everything is truly happening for a reason, I think that, you know, it made life more enjoyable and the failure is much easier to just jump right back on. Fabulous. So how long were you doing the event planning? 
I would say that was the year I graduated in 2007, which <laughs> seems long ago, um, and for about five years. So I started my own event planning company when I had moved back from Boston and very, very quickly realized the passion just wasn't there. It wasn't fun anymore. So I quickly tried to switch gears. And uh, what did you switch gears to? What was your next, what was your next venture? Well, I had spent a summer and with my family in Greece. My grandparents were there. They had lived with us in Boston until I was seven. So I missed them dearly and hadn't been able to afford to visit them in years. Um, so saved up all my pennies, went there, was really curious about how I felt when I was there. The Mediterranean diet, I don't know if you've been to Greece or Europe, but it's just- I love it. It's- the people are happier, they're healthier, they're living longer. I was actually reading studies about, you know, the Greek tea, the Greek coffee, the Mediterranean diet that was such a big part of why these people were thriving with, you know, little health concerns, living to 110 on this one island. And it was all attributed to this Greek tea that people were drinking every day. I had grown up drinking it, but not thinking twice about it. It was just part of the regular diet. With the Greek yogurt craze in America, I said, why not Greek tea? Greek tea should be next. That's like the biggest thing here, but it's it's a very hidden gem. Um, so did a lot of research on it, realized they serve Greek tea at most of the four seasons around the US. The Kardashians tweeted about it, how amazing it was. Turned it into a ready-to-drink beverage, Googled how to start an iced tea company. And then a year later, we were in three national retailers. I was so in over my head. I had, you know, I was learning one step at a time. Oh. So I brought in a business partner. And, you know, it, that, that little child, I can't do it. I'm not smart enough came in. And I felt like, okay, I really do need to bring someone in. Brought on a 50-50 partner, which you should never do. <laughs> never give away more than 51% of your company. Um, and we brought in a board. It became very formal. We had to do a lot of uh, fundraising. And at the end of the day, it just didn't feel like my company anymore. I was at odds with my business partner all the time. And it just wasn't fun anymore. So I was voted out of the company by the board, which was a blessing in disguise. Because again, you know, two years later, I reinvented myself. And, and now I'm doing the best I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I, you just said the funniest thing ever. I googled how to start an iced tea company. <laughs> I mean, that that just shows, you know, how relaxed you are and the mindset that you have about, oh, I'll just google how to start an iced tea company. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about this Greek tea. Can people buy Greek tea and what is the name of that tea in case somebody would like to know what that product is? The real so Greek tea. Sure, sure. It's called Tuvanu, which means of the mountain. This tea grows on the mountaintop. So you can find it in specialty Greek stores. It sells on Amazon as well. It's a very natural immune boosting herb. It tastes like a naturally sweet chamomile. Uh, so anytime I have a cold, I boil a huge pot of it. In the summertime, I love to put it on ice and add mint and berries. And it's it's amazing. Highly recommend it. Tuvanu. 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 Fabulous. Um, is the iced tea drink still in distribution or is it gone? It's not. So after a year of fighting, you know, fighting to stay in and work on the company, I finally put my hands up. We went our separate ways. Um, three years later, my 
the woman I had brought on resigned as well. And um, to this day, I believe it's still not in existence. Amazing. See, they needed you. Yeah. <laughs> they needed you. It was I a kiss of death when you left. <laughs> so next venture. Next venture. So, you know, again, it was a hard time in my life. So dove right back into law of attraction, self-help, putting myself first, um, really taking the time to figure out what do I want? Why were things challenging in the past? What can I do in a business form, um, taking everything I learned in my past companies and ventures to bring it into a successful consumer goods product? So as a consumer, just began, again, very curious, what are some industries that haven't really seen innovation in a long time? What are some ingredients that are trending and doing really well in high-end department stores? And a friend just so happened to bring me back from Morocco a bottle of the cold-pressed argan oil, which they sell on every street in Morocco. And in, you know, closer to its natural roots, it's used on lip care, skin care, and we've seen it mimicked um, in hair care and very high-end skin care. But no one was really penetrating the mainstream market especially um, in a lip balm. So it's known as, a, argan oil is known as a very, very high quality um, moisturizing ingredient. So I decided I'm gonna start with, you know, testing smaller products that wouldn't be a huge issue with funding up front, or I wouldn't have to make 100,000 pieces. I could really just start small. Um, I worked with a few scientists, again, through Google, through reaching out on LinkedIn and just asking for what I wanted and found some really amazing people, a facility that makes all organic lip care products. I told them exactly what I wanted in the product and why, and we flavored everything with an essential oil. So what they sent back, people were saying it's like pure magic. It's literally healing my lips instantly. I've never felt a more luxurious lip balm. So I just said, we, we have to, we have to start a company. <laughs> this is a winner. So, um, and Moroccan magic, the name just so happened to be available. And it's, you know, it's still baffling to me that no one scooped up that trademark as popular as Argonne and Moroccan oil is in America. Um, so all the stars aligned and I went forward full force. And what I love is that some really famous people have endorsed your product. Mm -hmm. Those that have tested it, people from the Today Show, uh, co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak. I mean, they tried the product and went, oh my God, this is fabulous. And then they posted about it. What better endorsement yes. than to, to get that immediate recognition? And it's been featured now in so many magazines and it's growing leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. So how are you how are you holding all of this in balance? Because this is massive success mm -hmm. very quickly, probably beyond your own expectations. Mm -hmm. How are you staying grounded in all of this? Well, I think it's, you know, truly honestly putting yourself first. So if I'm having an off day, if I wake up with a throbbing headache, I go back to bed. <laughs> and you know, if I'm feeling better on a Saturday, that's when I put in my focus and do the hard work. So I know myself very well from working on myself over the years, you know, how, how long can I sit in front of my computer without my arm hurting and without m me feeling drained and overwhelmed and 
when do I need time off? Um, you know, seasonally, even I'm, I'm much more out there and salesy in the spring and summer when I'm feeling most kind of alive. And then winter is truly about hibernation and getting more sleep. And, um, that's, you know, when I started to pay more attention to how I'm feeling and when I'm on and when I'm off, it's, I've been much more productive and things have just flown or, or flowed very, very easily. So it's about working smart. It's, it's not about working hard. I get nine hours of sleep a night and people are, you know, think that's wild, but that's what I need. And, and I've been that way my whole life. I, I think that's fabulous. And I know that there's a couple of things that you do. You, one, you invest in yourself as far as programs and education and special classes. And the other thing I've noticed about you is you know when to unplug. I have seen posts where you've gone to a hotel for a weekend just to kind of have like a spa weekend, just get back, get centered, you know, get in your Zen, open up that flow of creativity. And I think that's wonderful. Women need to, when, when they're doing what you do at the level that you do it at, to be creative, to be a CEO, uh, to have a partner, to be planning a wedding, which we're going to get into, because <laughs> uh, I mean, we want to know how you manifested the man. So <laughs> I'm sure there's a story. But um, to do all of that, you need to unplug at points. And I recognize that you go off and you'll have a lovely weekend away and be in one of your favorite hotels and you'll have a journal and a notebook and you'll be doing your yeah. thing. And women need to, to do that. I love doing that. I take my dog. I unplug, I go someplace, do a little shopping, great food, massages, notebooks, a couple of my favorite books, and just, it's like recharging my battery. It's so, the, the better I take care, the more I take care of myself, the better I perform. It's just, it is what it is, and, you know, I do my best work, and like you said, the best ideas come through when you're not working in your business and you're more just, you know, open and relaxed, the ideas can come through a lot easier, which happen to be the biggest money makers of all um, that come through when you take that time. And there was many years when I couldn't even afford to take the bus in New York. I was so broke. So, you know, it doesn't need to be an elaborate hotel. And, you know, I'm so blessed that I can do that today. But it would be just literally shutting down your computer, promising yourself you're going to completely unplug for a weekend, dive into a good book, cook a nice meal at home. It, you know, it can be really, really simple things that will get you there as well. What's your favorite book? Do you have one? Yes. I'm not. Other than my Law of Attraction books, I have told people I've I had a very hard time getting through a book, <laughs> but all of the Abraham Hicks books. Um, and then A Place of Yes, which is by Bethany Frankel, who mm -hmm. many know from the Real Housewives of New York. She also sold her company, Skinny Girl Margaritas. Um, that book is about all of her failures, everything she did wrong. And the lessons are so authentic. And I just spent, I probably read that book five times. And I just learn more and more every time I go back to it. So she might not have the best reputation today. but it's, I would say, the most honest book when it comes to entrepreneurship. Highly, highly recommend it. She was a very good businesswoman. She's an entrepreneur. Oh, yes. 
I mean, forget whatever, you know, reality TV. She's an entrepreneur. She's a smart woman. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And um, another one recently that I discovered is duct tape marketing. So it's how to be very creative, stand out from your competitors, go big without needing to be big. Um, and it's just really all about marketing on a bootstrap level. It's fabulous. And I yeah, don't know I, who the author is, but duct tape marketing. You posted that. I'm going to get that because yeah. I had seen you mention that before. It's so, great. Great. And I'll put it in the, the show notes. So now let's get around to the personal arena because, <laughs> I mean, look at successful women like you. Mm-hmm. They have a, a business life, but they're also very good in their personal life. Mm-hmm. And now you're getting ready to get married to a lovely fellow. So let's find out, how'd you manifest the man? Did you have a plan? Did you write some things down? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, Yes. you were smart about this. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) And he laughs at me too, but I'm like, I manifested you. (laughs) (laughs) And he's not complaining. So let's, let's get, we, we want the, we want the details. So I, you know, and I, I write a lot about it. I went through, before I met my fiance, I I'm, I'm, went through a very, very tough breakup, um, knowing to the core that this is not the person you're meant to be with, but it still doesn't make it easier, you know, to pull away from someone who you're close and connected and in love with. Um, so I, it was a show that I watched, I think it was an Oprah show, and she said, you shouldn't marry your soulmate. And that, it like, it just hit me. And I was like, that's so interesting. Like we, you know, in movies, we talk about butterflies and different things. And for, you know, for different women, for different people, that means different things. But for me, when I started analyzing in my therapist's office, you know, what, what was the theme in my past relationships that weren't working out? And, you know, I had a tough childhood in some ways. It was very chaotic. And I was repeating that pattern in dating. So I was attracted to more chaotic things that you never knew what was going to happen next. You didn't really know who that person was or when they were going to text you. It was like a challenge and it was addictive in a way. So I had to be really mindful of that. And I think a lot of people do that without realizing it. Um, And unfortunately, some people get married to those people and learn later in life why it's not a good fit. But I did the work and got very clear on what I did not want and then very clear on who I did want in a life partner. So, um, you know, I reference soulmate, meaning it's that person and you meet these people in work, friendships in your life. It's that person who triggers the biggest thing inside of you that needs to be healed, that needs to be worked on. It's, you know, it feels exciting, but it's also very a vulnerable place to be. So I think a lot of people go through that type of relationship in their life before they figure out what they truly want. Um, so I, I did a lot, again, work on myself uh, and what I wanted, got very, very clear on what that life partner looked like, what type of father would he be when we were going through a hard time, how would we come to the table together and work through it, you know? Would he be responsible, passionate about life, work on himself as well? So um, it's so funny that not everyone believes in this type of work, but I like to go to Reiki healers. And there is one woman who has a bit of a psychic ability. And she she was so specific about 
um, Dan, my fiance now, three years ago saying he, he has a lot of hair. Like this is what he does for a living. This is where you might meet him. Here's the timing of when you're going to meet. I was very, very shocked that it was all very true. And her name is Lisa Campion. If anyone needs, needs some guidance. I think I want to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's great. But it, it was more about getting into the mindset and again of attracting and opening up yourself for letting that good person in. Um, so, you know, when we met, it was very obvious that we were very much on the same page, had, had gone through you know, life's up and downs and worked on ourselves. And it was just, it was, it was the most natural, easy. Um, it just felt right. And I always kind of describe it as every time I'm with him, it's feeling like I'm coming home um, in a way. So it's just, I've never felt more comfortable, more confident, um, you know, being with a partner who brings out your best attributes and who will support you and understand you is, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more. Wonderful. No, he looks like a, a fabulous fellow. And he's not, how, I shouldn't say, uh, I'm putting words in your mouth. Then. How, and how is he handling your success? He's obviously not threatened by it. Right. So that's the other thing. Um, you need to meet someone who's confident in themselves if you want to be a very successful woman. Um, you know, I dated plenty of guys where it was an in intimidation factor and it always felt very uncomfortable. And I was kind of not fully showing up just because I wanted to make them feel a certain way. Um, you know, Dan's been supportive since the beginning. He's an entrepreneur himself. So he, he gets it. And that has made things so much easier. Now we need to work on at five o'clock, let's shut off work and stop talking about our careers and focus on you know, personal life as well. But um, we're very much on the same page when it comes to that. And he is, you know, there every step of the way and not intimidated in the least bit more, I think, you know, inspired, we inspire each other in that way to just keep, um, you know, building our empire together. And now we're, we're kind of a power couple and, and I feel like I've met my match. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, it, this is so wonderful. And I think the listeners are going to just love all of this because you're a woman that has career, romance, getting married. Women can have it all. I am a firm believer of that. And I think that the key lessons here are that you have to know what you don't want, which most women, they spend more time shopping for shoes than figuring out what they want in life. <laughs> True. <And> then, <laughs> then clarifying what you do want mm -hmm. and then putting it out there for the universe, believing you're worthy and deserving of it and then get out of the way of it. Exactly. Yeah. Believing you deserve it is a huge, huge part yeah. of it. Christina, this is wonderful. How can the audience reach out to you if anybody would like to get in touch or have a question? Sure. So my personal website is busygirldaily.com and moroccanmagic.com is my other business. And we didn't jump into Boston Business Women, but that's a group of 16,000 plus women um, it's a great community. All of our courses online from how to become a LinkedIn superstar to how to manage your budget. Um, so you can join no matter where you're from. And that's bostonbusinesswomen.com. All of my personal social media is at 
Busy Girl Boston. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for this today. This has been outstanding. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Wonderful to see you. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and leave some stars in a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit MalduaneCoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth six-week video course.